The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. You know, we're all about keeping things simple around here. In fact, our tagline here at Art of Homeschooling is simple, inspiring, and doable. So here's the question driving this episode today. How do homeschoolers stay organized while keeping it simple, inspiring, and doable? That's what we're talking about today. Simple organizational systems for homeschoolers that work. I'll offer you a variety of systems you might consider setting up to help you plan, stay on track, and record the learning. Or feel free to take a few of these ideas and and tweak the organizational system you already have. I can assure you of one thing. Having a simple organizational system that doesn't take too much time or energy to set up or maintain can make all the difference in sustaining your motivation for homeschooling. Let's start off with a question. I want you to consider the options of either paper or digital. Are you a pen and paper planner or do you prefer digital systems to keep you on track? You might even want a hybrid system that has elements of both. For me, I'm a pen and paper planner. Even today, I plan my week in a paper planner and I love all the colored pens, stickers, and washi tape. But if that's not you, if that's not your deal, then that's totally okay. You do you. My goal in this episode is to help you think through what that might look like for you. 
So here are our two main frameworks for a planning system that I want to talk about here today. One is for you if you prefer paper and pen. So option one is a binder or notebook plus a bin or a basket of books. You could use a three ring binder, a spiral notebook, a blank sketchbook, any book that you want to use as your repository for your plans, your notes, and your tracking. Option two is if you prefer planning and working online. And this option would be using an online tool plus a box or basket of books. And here are some ideas for online tools. You could use a Google folder. You could use a project management tool like Trello. You could even create your own private Facebook group where you can collect things from online and add documents. My personal favorite, no surprise here, is a binder in a bin of books for mom or the homeschooling parent. Not only to plan the work, but also to keep a record of your kiddos learning. More on that in a few minutes. I want to offer you just a little snapshot of homeschooling at our house. Now, keep in mind, the start of my family's homeschooling journey was over 30 years ago. So digital tools were not really an option. However, I still think I would choose the binder over an online project management system if I were starting homeschooling today. Here's the story of how I started using a homeschool planning binder way back when. My first few years as a homeschooler, I was just so excited not to have to teach from a gigantic curriculum binder like I had done as a public school teacher. That's right, I was trained as a classroom teacher. And before I had children, I taught in the classroom. And not only did we have this huge curriculum binder we needed to work from, we also had to submit weekly lesson plans complete with goals and objectives for all of our classes. As a new teacher, I taught six periods every day that included four different preps. So that meant lots of working at home over the weekend and many late Sunday nights. The thing is, I began to realize that what actually happened in the classroom usually looked very different than the plan on paper. So the task of creating lesson plans and then The bringing the teaching and learning to life in a room full of teenagers, those felt almost like two completely separate jobs. So when we started our homeschooling journey in my family, I was overjoyed to not have to make formal lesson plans anymore. Oh, the freedom. But pretty soon, I realized I needed at least something as a starting point for our lessons. Because too much freedom can be overwhelming. And the disorganization (laughs) that ensued was really causing me to get a slow start every morning. 
I'd often grab little scraps of paper or sticky notes and jot down ideas for a story, a poem or a song that might be good for the season we were in, or a few words of writing feedback that I wanted to give to one of my kiddos. And the truth is, that created quite a mess. I did have this little black desk in the corner of our sunroom, but it was piled with books and scraps of paper, photocopies of stories or ideas, and books that might be good for the following year. Pretty soon, I realized that I needed an organizational system for my plans and ideas, even if I wasn't writing formal lesson plans like I had as a classroom teacher. Enter the homeschool planning binder. So simple. I found a spare three-ring binder in our home office supplies drawer and a set of dividers. I labeled the dividers with the months of the year, September through May, skipping December because I had a set of eight dividers. I love the simplicity of one month equals one main lesson block topic. Next, I created a simple grid for the week in a Word document on my computer, like a planning template. And I printed those out, enough of them for each week in the coming month. And voila, I could start filling in my ideas and plans for the coming week and beyond. This helped me to plan ahead wake up and know what I was doing each morning, and have a place for notes about what we did that day and what we might want to do in the future. If you aren't into binders, you could use, like I said, a blank sketchbook, an artist's notebook, or even a simple spiral notebook that you divide into months. And if you have more than one child, you could color code the planning sheets or have two sets of dividers. The planning sheets that I created way back when were the seed of an idea for Art of Homeschooling's Holistic Planning Pack. This is a set of 14 planning templates for homeschoolers that we've created to help you with your own simple organizational system. You can print out these beautiful, colorful watercolor templates to plan an overview of main lesson block topics for the year on one page. You can plan goals for each block and you can plan out your entire week. If you're interested, you can go have a look and find out more at artofhomeschooling.com slash plan pack. Now, if you're more of a digital person, you could create something similar with online tools by using perhaps a Google folder on your laptop that could collect spreadsheets and documents. You could use a project management tool like Trello, where this is like a Kanban board and you could have sets of lists for each of your block topics. Or you could even create your own private Facebook group, like I said, and you can use that as a place to collect all of your ideas. If you want to use our holistic planning pack digitally, there are editable online versions of each of the templates as well. 
Now, in addition to planning ahead, a homeschool organizational system like this can help you keep track of the learning as well. So even when you don't have extensive notes on what you'll be doing next week, and we all know that sometimes happens, all you need is an overarching goal and some resources. Then at the end of each day, you can record what you did in your binder or your online system. This is formally known as backward curriculum design, where you identify a desired goal and then gather evidence of the learning as it happens. We even have a template in the holistic planning pack that's an all-time favorite called The Learning That Happened This Week, a place for you to record all the activities and aha moments experienced in your homeschool. I find that most homeschoolers like to use a combination of planning ahead and backward design. Okay, back to my messy desk 30 years ago, I also needed a place to put all of my books that I'd be using for our current main lesson block. I found that I just kept pulling books off the shelf and making piles and then moving on and resorting and making new piles. So what I did was I grabbed an extra one of those cloth bins, those cubes from one of my kids' rooms. We used those cloth bins in each of my kiddos' rooms for their socks and sundries. You know, the those cubes that fit on a shelf or in a cubby. I took one of those bins and put all of my books that I would be using in the coming month or in the block that we were in. And wow, suddenly I felt so organized with a planning binder and a bin of books. Now keep in mind that all of these ideas for simple organizational systems not only apply to the homeschooling parent, to us, but can be mirrored in a similar setup for each of your children. They can each have a basket of supplies that they're responsible for getting out each day. They can have a box for their main lesson books that they're working in and include in their independent readers, fiction, nonfiction, and other reference material. And as they get older, you can create a binder for each of them or, and or really set up a clipboard with checklists for each child. You can really customize your organizational systems so that they work for you and your family. Whatever you do, just remember to keep your systems simple. I want to invite you to keep this wonderful quote in mind from American jazz musician Charles Mingus, who said, Making the simple complicated is commonplace. Making the complicated simple awesomely simple, that's creativity. Thanks so much for joining in today. And you can find the show notes for this episode at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 150. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. 